0: All right, we're back. Welcome to the show podcast, August 3rd. The Red Sox just got swept. Manny is my uh, co-host who's a Yankee fan, so. What's up, guy? I, I am, yeah,
1: let's go Yankees, man. Wow, what a weekend.
0: You feel good <sighs> about yourself, huh?
1: Also, in all seriousness, though, that game was entertaining yesterday.
0: No, it was, it was. Back, Can you uh, imagine
1: if there were fans in that building?
0: You know, one thing that I want to say that is a positive of not having fans in the building is watching Clayton Kershaw pitch mm-hmm. because he doesn't have an overpowering fastball, none of that, but just seeing him like pitch in silence to me, it was like poetry, like, and just mm-hmm. hearing like the glove, hearing his pitches, hit the glove, hearing the pop, something you don't hear so clearly when there's fans in the, st- in the stands. I thought it was a, a, a small positive to take away from this uh, pandemic sixty sixty 60 game season we're having.
1: Where do you stand on, um, those virtual fans that Fox is putting, putting up with certain camera angles?
0: I think that either make it consistent or just don't do it at all.
1: So I heard somewhere that for each camera angle that they CGI, the fans in, it's like a hundred thousand dollars per game. And there's a lot of camera angles. So it could be, up to a million dollars it just doesn't make financial sense that's why you have some certain angles where the empty stadium and then certain angles where the empty where the stadium is full um but where the stadium is full at one point i forgot that empties that the stadiums were empty because because it was like it was one of the home runs i forget who hit it and from a distance it looks like there's actual people in the stands like those it was there's pretty good graphics and it kind of scared me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I could see a presidential candidate in the future Dude, say that. that more people were at their rally or some shit than oh, wow. actually were.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a, there's a good chance, but honestly, I could do without it. Like
1: I could do without it too. A hundred million, a hundred thousand dollars for one camera angle. Take that money and donate it to food banks and shit during this yeah. pandemic. You know what I mean?
0: Buy, buy some tests, buy some tests. Yeah. Buy some, some tests.
1: Let's get this shit going and Seriously.
0: yeah, yeah, and uh, I gotta say, I know they gotta make their money with all this advertising, but i'm I'm getting a little annoyed with all the advertising that I'm seeing, like
1: leave in it the off stadiums? the field,
0: yeah, I feel like leave it off the field, like the little advertising behind the pitchers mind, I think I mentioned this already in a previous episode, but I could do without it. I'm okay, it, didn't, it doesn't bother
1: me that much, eh. especially now, like I understand they have to make their money, otherwise, these billionaires need to make another million.
0: I mean, come on, they're gonna go eh. poor if
1: they if they don't make that extra million, they're gonna fucking you know the country's gonna fall apart,
0: yeah, I'm just saying there's already enough advert and i'm I'm talking about baseball because. In basketball, I guess I don't see it as much. In football, you don't see it as much. But in baseball, like all the outfield is advertising, the stadium is advertising, the seats are not advertising, the foul lines have advertising next to it. Like Audi. it could be like the I guy. saw that in the Yankee
1: game. There's yeah, like a Audi symbol.
0: And then you guys got to squeeze in a little fucking emblem behind the pitcher's mound that just looks <laughs> stupid and tacky. Like, come on.
1: Just see that doesn't bother me that much, But I understand. Like, I understand. Just- that's the way of the world now. As long as the uniforms, like the Nike symbol doesn't bother me. But don't, can you, just don't go overboard. Don't make it look like NASCAR next. Like you have can, freaking, yeah, can, on the side of your...
0: But can you put that little, for example, like PNC Bank? Is that what it... PCM Bank? PNC Bank? I don't bank? even know, man. Whatever bank I saw on the pitcher's mound and I forget, I forget the game I was watching. But could you not just fit that like in the little HUD of the score that's on like yeah, the yeah. top left? Can you just not fit that like inside of the diamond... Where they show the bases or something like, yeah, can you put it somewhere that also the Yankees, I noticed there, they don't have cardboard cutouts
1: and they don't have, they have the tarps over the seats in the front row where the camera angles are, but I didn't see, especially behind home plate. I don't see any ads or anything around. I thought that was kind of weird.
0: They're like the only team that I've seen need, so far. They don't need it, don't. man. They're just trying to – it's just a power move. They don't need – they're showing the world that they don't need to squeeze every dollar out All of it. All I'm them. saying is when Francisco
1: Lindor becomes available via the trade, Gleyber <clears throat> could go back to second,
0: raise some money so you can pay Lindor's contract. <clears throat> so do you want to get into some of the news that's gone on since the last it's time we recorded? Or right do you that. want to get into some Red
1: Sox-Yankees? Let's, let's get the Yankees, Red Sox-Yankees out of the way. You know, okay. I know it was a rough weekend for you. Um, I see you, your Red Sox, everything all over the place. I see the towel. I see the shirt back there. You're you gotta wearing rep- a shirt. You got to represent. Um, the Red Sox are in last place currently, uh, three and seven. The Baltimore Orioles are in second place at five and three, right behind the Yankees, who are seven and one. Wow. I think that's the first time they've been seven and one or something since like 03 or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. um I'm not counting I don't you know I'm not counting the Red soxers they're a good team obviously like I was looking yesterday I was about to text you guys when I saw Xander Bogarts was batting fourth I was I was about to text you guys but it was the wrong time too because I know there's a whole bunch of people in our chat that was going to be like oh this is why he's batting fourth blah 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 or whatever but I <laughs> feel like he's your best hitter in that lineup him best player. Jamie Marti- best player why not put him two or three man like get him more at bats
0: yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest, man. I feel like everybody in that lineup could make contact and get on base. It'd be nice to have some, you know, go old school, have the quicker guys, I guess, leading off. But I I don't know what to do anymore. I can't believe we got swept. I think last night was the game to win. <laughs> <And> <laughs> but no, lost. what I was
1: going to say was... I was about to text you guys but then I started that he hit that home run. He had two home runs yesterday. I think he went 4 for 4 maybe. I'm not sure. Maybe 3 for 4. I know that he was raking yesterday. He was yes. on fire. So I started looking at the lineup to see if I could make an argument and it's you guys have a your lineup is deep. I mean, you have deep, yeah. Rafi, JD, uh you have Xander. Where do you like anywhere 1 through 5 like, you know, they're a deep lineup, and you saw it yesterday. Your lineup did everything it could to stay in that game, but your pitching kept giving it up. I think four leads were surrendered yesterday by, by Red Sox pitching. It's kind of crazy, and I'm starting to wonder, even if Chris Sale was healthy, would it even have made that big of a difference, one pitcher? You know what well, I mean?
0: Well, yeah, I think it would have made somewhat of a – I think I, I think it would have made a big difference, but I also want to point out that, as as bad or good as the Red Sox lineup did yesterday, or the pitching giving up the leads, I really think it came down to Aaron Judge just playing on another level. Like, I got. I don't think it mattered who was pitching in that situation. I think if you got Aaron Judge up to plate, and you obviously can't pitch around him anymore because you got Stanton behind him, or Glaber Torres, or whoever was batting behind him, I, he's he's the reason why we lost that game. It's not. I don't think it's has to do with how poor our pitching was because was it Matt Barnes? Matt Barnes I gave up gave up gave up, Matt the home run.
1: gave up the that that bomb the 468 footer the,
0: the go yeah yeah, yeah yeah I think I think he I think he was pitching good before that so um, Aaron Judge is just playing up to the to the MVP prediction that you had at the beginning of the year I just want to say that I drafted Aaron Judge last year to my fantasy team in the first round second round I think it was went high. I think I had the last pick, so I turned around and got Aaron Judge, like, with the snake draft. And just fuck you, man. That's all I got to say.
1: I, something tells me that you are the owner of what we like to call El Fuku in our fantasy league. Nah, no way. And you had a good week, too. I just think I, I just had a better week. Man. You had, you <laughs> you had
0: the best week. You had the best week in the league. Yeah. So if anybody was wondering from one of our last episodes, yes, Manny and me faced off week one fantasy baseball. And he, he handled it. He handled the week better than I did. Uh, I got to be honest, if I didn't pick up all those streamers at the beginning of the week, that all gave me negative points. And if Harper wasn't, (laughs) if Harper had had taken some at bats Uh, since last Sunday, it might have been different. I don't know, but
1: I I picked up a few relievers that screwed me over. Uh, Jimenez, Joe Jimenez. I think it's Joe Jimenez from the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, Joe Jimenez, who's been doing really good, gave me negatives yesterday. I picked up Robles twice, and twice he blew saves for me. Um, There was somebody else I picked that gave me negative points. So, I mean, I don't mean to, like, you know, toot my horn, but, I I mean, could I have had 600 points this week? I mean, it's possible. It's possible, man.
0: How do you think? What do you what is your take on uh James Paxton? Two starts? Not I don't know, good? man.
1: He's he's he confuses me because sometimes he looks incredible and sometimes he looks like he did yesterday. And he doesn't have an explanation for the velocity drop. Um he's he thought it was mechanics, but yesterday his velocity was down again. It was still it was only at 91, 92, 90, something like that. Mm-hmm. And he... I don't know. I, I, I think that that and we, we didn't talk about the expanded playoffs so much last last week, but I'll make a quick point that I wanted to make. I think what the expanded playoffs is is, is going to do or should do for teams like the Yankees and the Dodgers, um, which I think the Dodgers took advantage of it. As soon as they saw that the, the playoffs were expanded, they put I feel like they put Clayton Kershaw on the I.L. because they were like, fuck it. We have a good enough team. We're probably playoff bound. So let's just get this guy right before we start. Um, I feel like the Yankees should take a similar tact. And if there's something up with James Paxton's velocity or his mechanics or whatever, put him on the IL and figure it out. And you have enough pitching. Loisiga Sega did pretty good last week. You have that kid, Clark Schmidt, I think his name is, who they're saying is MLB ready. You saw him throw nasty stuff in summer camp. Um, fix it before the postseason comes because we're already more than a tenth. Almost, we're about tonight is game what for the Yankees. They're 7-1, 8. Eleven. So,
0: oh, never mind. Nine. What's that? What's that? Ninth game.
1: Ninth game. So, okay. So you know the season's gonna be over sooner than we think. So let's let's fix that fix that situation up. Um.
0: And yeah, that's that's pretty much where I stand. So I think it's pretty interesting that the Red Sox in ten games have made eight error errors. Eight errors. Mm-hmm. Can't say Devers looked word. good yesterday, by the way. The yeah, De- of course. Yeah, Devers made two amazing Incredible plays place. <laughs> at third. Yeah. yeah. But still, man, the guy's going to end up injuring Xander Bogarts because of his floppiness on, on the field. Yeah. Um, so that, they're currently fourth in Major League Baseball, tied for fourth with the Nationals. But the Nationals have only played seven games, and the Red Sox have played ten games. So we're, we have eight errors as a team. The Yankees have six. The difference is the Yankees have better pitching, which I think helps out a lot, but we're not helping ourselves, man, with, the, with, these, with these nobody pitchers that are rolling out there. And I was going to give Zach Godley credit because in the second start, I think he actually performed well. Then he came around and just shit the bed with the Yankees, but it doesn't help gave up, that. Gave up a 455-footer to Aaron Judge. <laughs> it doesn't help that <laughs> we have these pitchers and we're making all these errors. So, you know, some, something's got to give. we got to turn this around somehow. So do you think that the Boston Red Sox will yes. finish last in the division? No. <laughs> well, what, what did you think I was going to ask? You I, thought you no. meant, I thought you meant do I think the Red Sox will be in the playoffs, the expanded playoffs. My you, answer is you, yes. You think they are? Okay. Yeah, yeah, with the expanded playoffs, yeah, because you're going to have teams that are under 500 that will make it, and I believe that the Red Sox are at the very least a 500 team. I think your lineup could – carry your
1: team yeah. to postseason too but yeah. i think when it comes to the postseason if this but, is the pitching situation well listen that's a
0: know. that's a different question there so no i don't think they'll be in last place yes i think they'll make it to the playoffs question mark on whether or not we will do well in the playoffs and now quick with the postseason
1: thing because we should have talked about this last week so it's already old news but eight teams are going to make it to the postseason in each league so there are 15 teams in each league. Over 50% of the teams will make it to the postseason. And the way it's going to work is instead of that elimination wildcard game, the first round will be a best of three, if I'm understanding this correctly. How do you feel about that whole situation? Best of three to get into the ALDS. The ALDS, ALDS will be a best of five. ALCS, best of seven. World Series, best of seven.
0: Is there still going to be a one-game wild card? No. All right. I'm okay I'm okay and, with and, that. And I think if I'm not mistaken,
1: the top three teams, maybe the, the division winners get to pick their opponent. So let's say the Yankees have a 40 and 20 record, and that's the best record in the American League. And the Cleveland Indians have a 25 and 35 record, and they're the lowest the Yankees could pick the Indians as their first opponent. How yeah. do you feel: Do you like that whole thing?
0: I kind of like it because it adds a little bit of like a uh underdog weight oh my to God. it. Yeah. Like how do you co- how do you come back from that? Like how like do you let's come say, back? Like let's if say you lose had it. that series. Exactly. Like let's say let's say you had the choice between let's say as, as the Red Sox, like we're we're division rivals to the Yankees. They have the best record. They gotta choose between us, the Indians, or whoever. And let's say we even let's say we have a better rec- like just a slightly better record than the next team. But they're like, you know what? Look, we just swept the Red Sox. Based off this last weekend, we want to face the Red Sox. We want we th- this matchup gives us the best chance to advance as a Red Sox team. I'd be like, all right, bet. Like, we're I'm fired up now. Like, now I that's all I want to do. Like, I wanted to beat you obviously before, but you you want to face us now. Like, that's on you. Yeah,
1: I think it's extra mo- it's extra motivation. I feel like yeah. these teams are gonna maybe police themselves, and I think that in in that case the team with the highest record is probably going to pick the team with the lowest record unless it's a team within the division that they see more of. You know what I mean?
0: Now here's, here's the question would, would the decision of what team you have to face off in that first round, should that come from the analytics department? That's crunching all the numbers. Should it come from the manager or the general manager or someone who just has the final word, or should it come from more of like the team? Like should Aaron judge, gauge the locker room and be like guys like this is our this is our series who do you I guys hope play? it would come from the players but
1: yeah. it's weird because the problem is that the numbers don't lie so like you can you can have a set of numbers that say that you match up better against one team versus another but sometimes Those numbers, I I don't know, like in the postseason, for example, those numbers go out the window. So like, for example, the Yankees, I'm going to use the Indians as another example, because they traded away Trevor Bauer, Corey Kluber, and somehow they still have a beast of a rotation. I don't know if they end up having the worst record and the Yankees end up having the best record. I don't know if I want to face the Cleveland Indians because that rotation could shut the Yankee lineup down. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And I wanted to actually ask you, like, are you concerned at all about, I know the Yankees are 7-1, and one, hottest team in baseball, have the hottest player in baseball, hottest pitcher in baseball, all that, all, that, all the good stuff. But Keep going, man. Keep going. But the, it's the argument every year. like they, They're only scoring runs via the home run. Home run. And every year, you bring that to the playoffs, the good pitching eliminates the excess number of home runs, right? So, so now you're
1: hoping that with Garrett Cole, you can
0: neutralize that. Well, yeah, but Garrett Cole is not going to, he's not hitting. So the whole, the whole argument is the whole argument is that teams that usually lead the league in home runs don't win the world series, except Mm -hmm. for the 2009 Yankees, I believe. Oh yeah. Are you concerned at all that? literally, I think they they were on a streak of like 15 runs in a row. all came from the home runs. Luke Boyd, ever since Luke Voigt's Grand Slam, I think, or maybe even Aaron Judge's home runs from the game before. Until DJ LeMahieu drove in Talkman yesterday, I think it was. Yeah. Every run had come via the home run. Yeah, that's a little concerning to me.
1: Um, but I'm willing to do whatever to get into the postseason. And then when you get there, it's a whole different game. And I think that with Garrett Cole, we finally have a piece that I feel like was the missing piece in all these postseasons is we didn't have that a stopper. Like we were relying on guys like CC CC Sabathia. We were relying on Masahiro Tanaka turning into a different version of himself in the postseason. Um and guys like that. Now you have a guy that you can you feel comfortable putting up against a Max Scherzer or you know, or a Justin Verlander or whatever. Um and you hope that you win those games, and then the other games, you hope that your lineup is strong enough to defeat the other pitcher. Yep. Um, so I feel more confident about it this year, but yeah, I, you know. And at the same time, we also have guys who are scrappy guys, like DJ Lemayhew. You have guys like Tyler Wade, who I think has showed that he should that he should have a place in this team as like a a pinch runner late in the game, steal some bases, an aggressive base runner, like make the the defense make some mistakes or whatever. Um, and I like our bullpen too. I, you know, our bullpen has been solid this year so far. I haven't seen really any, any concerning pieces. Now, I feel good about my team, man. Finally.
0: Yeah. Just to just to throw this a little bit off the rails and just hit on something that we usually touch on every episode, but the Matt Fadskirjen and A Rod commentary <laughs> oh. was awkward last night. It was awkward. It was. A Rod. I don't, I don't, a Rod was I don't, extra. A Rod was a little extra cringy yesterday. He. Wow. Fumbled his, he fumbled his words a couple of times. Uh he a made a claim Hit, you're you're over exaggerating. I would advise you just please stop. I'm <laughs> trying to have a serious conversation over here, please. Just re- refrain from poking fun, please. I'm sorry, man. Just give it two minutes. Uh, sorry about that. Arod makes a claim that Gio Urshela is the best defensive third baseman in baseball. I gotta I gotta just in defense of A-rod, in defense of A-rod, I saw nothing but premier highlights from Gio Urshela last year at third base Mm -hmm. to the point where I was like this guy is is a gem like he's where did they get this guy you know he's solid and and he's putting up great offensive numbers but I was more impressed with the defense right Mm -hmm. you you probably don't know this but even a guy like Gleyber Torres like I think Gleyber Torres is pretty good at defense maybe not Mm -hmm. as great as as being on the yankees makes you out to be because guys like they're to get five gold gloves nobody asks what how that happens, but uh, that was at a
1: time when all these advanced
0: stats weren't around and <clears throat> people went by
1: fielding at, yeah, yeah. percentage and bullshit like that
0: yeah popularity can't contest i got it so okay. on mlb the show a guy like glaber torres is a bad defender and so is a guy like Gio urshela so i, f- I find it kind of weird how I'm not saying he's the best defensive third baseman, but I think you can make the case that he's top five best defensive third basements in baseball. Even though there's a lot of great defenders in baseball. Yeah, I was just
1: gonna say Nolan Arenado, uh, Chapman, Chat- Matt Chapman is probably the best defensive yeah. third baseman. And
0: and and they are the best, but for MLB the Show to give Gio Urshela, I, I think it was like a bronze rating. So there's common, which is no no color, bronze, silver, gold, and then diamond. He's a bronze, like. So I don't know odd. if
1: you know. I don't know if you know this, but be The
0: Show is a video game. Just, just a. Yeah, but I'm just saying that.
1: <laughs> no, A-Rod, I think that
0: A Rod points out his great defensive ability. A Rod is such a homer, man. I'm sorry, man. I think so is Matt Vash
1: This
0: whole, Somebody, this whole, I got it. We gotta we gotta play back the audio of Matt and calling Aaron Judge's home runs. I've never that heard... was a shot, man. I I it appreciate was. that damage. Having a guy like Jeter and Damon to wear down. Oh, oh my oh.
1: goodness! Aaron Judge has done it again. Homer's in five straight. Santa Maria. It was. I think that if I think that if Xander Bogarts hit that shot, he would have had the same reaction in that in that point he of had game?
0: he had he had a very he had a very exciting reaction to xander Bogarts's home runs mm-hmm. but the Aaron judge home runs
1: oh my was God. Like, I've
0: never heard him act like that before,
1: yeah, yeah, game? I don't know maybe watching the game from a booth somewhere from a studio as opposed to being in the stadium where there's people around you, like maybe that's how he reacts when he watches games in his living room. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I know that if I had a job calling games and I was in the stadium surrounded by people, my behavior is going to be a lot less aggressive than it is when I'm sitting at home Mm
0: -hmm. watching
1: a game. And maybe he's sitting in a booth with A-Rod. They're bullshitting in between innings. Yo, Hey, did you uh? Did you get that girl's number? Nah, man. J Lo, J Lo will fuck me up if I do that shit. Like, oh, no, 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 all right, whatever. They're comfortable. They're drinking beers under the table. They're not wearing their suit pants. They're probably in their underwear. You know what I mean? Like just hanging out. Two guys in a studio. Yeah, they he were excited the- when he saw a shot by Ale- by Aaron Judge. Man, the guy's a mammoth. He's gonna hit it out of Yankee Stadium one day.
0: Dude, I'm just saying like you're you're allowed to have your you're allowed to have your moments of being excited and going overboard, but like the, he was yelling, the mic was distorted like I it, know. I know. It, for anyone listening to that game with headphones on, RIP Ooh. to your earbuds, like yeah, for reals. Real
1: quick on Giovanni Ursh- 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 Urshela, uh Gio Urshela for those of you who are Yankees fans. Last year he was about league average. He had a 1 DRS. That, that's, some bullshit, that's some bullshit, man. That's some bullshit so but matt chapman conversely has a 34 had a 34 um drs and that's the thing is that you can see guys you see guys who make consistent tough plays and automatically your mind says oh that guy's a great defensive third baseman and that's true i agree i think i think geo urshela is the best defensive third baseman but when i look at his numbers and how they calculate these numbers what it tells me is that he's he's really good, but he's not going to make the same plays that a guy like Matt Chapman makes. So, well, that's, but that, see, the, but here's, there's the, like a spectrum, you know what I mean? That, but that doesn't make him a not good fielder. You it's know a what spe- I mean?
0: It's a spectrum, but I'm, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like those stats say that he was an average defender yeah. at third base. So it compares it to third base to third baseman or third base to every other position? To third baseman. To third baseman. So, So, to me, like I've seen, I saw enough of Gio Rochella last year to just make the conclusion that he is not an average defender. He's an elite defender. To me, he's, he has to be. I mean, he, he makes tough plays almost every game. What else? I don't, I don't need to see anything else. You know, and
1: maybe, maybe someone like Matt Chapman and Nolan Arenado and even Josh Donaldson has really good numbers last year. Those guys are skewing the numbers a little bit because their, their defensive numbers are through the roof. They're insane.
0: I got to look at these numbers and I got to come to, and once and for all, I got to see how, like what each thing actually means, how they came to this conclusion, because enough is enough, man.
1: I mean, I I was not a five
0: gold glove winner.
1: I consider
0: Gio Urshela to be
1: a really like, yeah, I consider him to be elite. If I look at him playing third, third base to me, by the the way, man, the Yankees, man, Giovanni Gio Urshela, like they just took this guy from Cleveland. Like, you guys don't want him out. We'll to take me, him and look what he turned me,
0: into, man. To me, Gio is the best defender in the Yankees. Not Aaron Judge. Not Aaron Judge.
1: Uh, oh, all right. You. Not,
0: not Aaron Hicks.
1: Calm down. Aaron Judge is a really good right fielder. You keep your mouth shut. What do shut. the numbers you say? Talk what, about the, my... what
0: do the defensive... What do the defensive... Because I guarantee Judge gets a gold glove this year. How much you want to bet? Oh, my God. Well, yeah,
1: Mookie's not around anymore. So probably... What do the numbers say about Judge's defense? What do I look like here? You're a numbers guy. Is that what I am to you? Do you I don't know. Have... How many innings did he play last year, do you think? Like 700? Judge. Wow. Number one in defensive run saves last season. Uh, and that was pretty good, man. I guessed right on the money. He played 775.1 innings. I, I guessed 700. Man, I'm good nobody anyway.
0: please nobody listen to this, think believe for any second that that was a out of the blue guess. manny reads this numbers <laughs> he reads these numbers to sleep every night so no, no i don't Mookie <laughs>
1: betts was number two with 16 defensive run saves um cody bellinger was 22 so cody bellinger and judge were tops for right fielders and i think it's true but i think it's also judge's size he's he's only defending a corner outfield he's in right field He's a big dude, so one of one of his strides is like two of Mookie Betts' strides. You know what I'm saying? And he's tall as fuck, so he can rob homers. That's another thing they calculate is how many outs above averages he's gonna make, and he probably makes more outs than other guys because he's tall. He doesn't have to make crazy. You never see Judge make any crazy catches. All he does is maybe dive for one, and then gets hurt Mm -hmm. for two months. Um, But I, I think I agree with this. And you know what this says too? A lot of people were shitting on Bryce Harper's defense last year he was one of the best defenders for the phillies okay aaron judge man gold glove this year here we go mvp gold glove what else can he do let's see Homer silver, silver
0: slugger silver slugger hank aaron award yep
1: might have the greatest single season of all time <laughs> let's go through some headlines um really quick what's going on around the league First thing is that the Marlins are finally receiving some good news. They, they've started testing negative, finally, for COVID, and I think they're going to they're gonna begin their series in Baltimore tomorrow. Same thing for the Phillies. They have been approved to play the Yankees. They're playing tonight. We're recording this on Monday night, and that's going to get started. Now the bad news, the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, they ended up postponing games this entire weekend because some players tested positive. Today, it turns out 13 people in the organization have tested positive, seven players, six coaches, and they're postponing the series against the Tigers. They've also postponed the Field of Dreams game, uh, games. They've also confirmed that some players did go to a casino. And here's where my take is. I've been shitting all over Rob Manfred and Tony Clark. And they deserve it. But now it's time to shit on the players themselves. Like, at some point, these players have to take it upon themselves And take some responsibility. And I think that what Manfred should do is, since it's confirmed now that they did go to a casino, instead of postponing these games, they should forfeit the games. You get an L. You you took it upon yourself to go in a fucking casino, in an enclosed casino, during a worldwide pandemic, and now half of your team can't fucking play because of it. You're getting an L. And that's it. That's how it should be. I don't think they should be postponing and making this shit up later like put your foot down so that these some of these teams and some of these players start realizing like oh shit like because i fucking broke the rules my my team is suffering now like i fucked up now like hold these make make these players hold themselves accountable by punishing the shit out of them when they fuck up like this like this this pissed me off man why the fuck are you going to a casino like can't you fucking contain yourself for a, for a two-month period for fuck's sake
0: yeah you know what I'm disappointed that people actually went to a casino of all things, you know, uh, but I don't agree that they should forfeit the game. And here's why Manny it. I don't think it's fair to the players who are trying to social distance or, uh, but then they should fucking tell their teammates. Fuck yeah. you. Like, well, yeah, that's all that maybe, maybe they should just suspend the players who caused it with no pay, send them back to the minors. Uh, but I don't think that it's fair to forfeit games for people who this is, this is more than just playing in the majors. This is maybe like serve, maybe they're trying to get some experience in, maybe they're trying to play for a contract. So I don't think it's fair to forfeit games because some people went to a casino and then infected everybody else. Now the whole thing is messed up. I also don't want them to forfeit games for the fact that why, you know, they forfeit the games and then, what happens to the other team does the would the other team get the win yeah but then i don't think it's fair that just cuz the marlins happen to play the cardinals this weekend they get three wins under their belt because they happen to play the cardinals this weekend you know i think that would skew some numbers and or you know, maybe or maybe
1: forfeit the games and and go by win percentage at the end of the season don't
0: grant any wins or losses game is canceled well then that then there's still gonna be a team that played sixty games to teams forty four games or something. Yeah. And you know, I, I I gotta I think there's a better solution, but I can't I be that's... I can't I can't be super upset with Matt Manfred at this point if it's the players that are going to casinos and I'm upset at him because
1: time. I feel like they like like I said last week, they did the bare minimum to to get the season started when they had months and months to plan the shit out. But instead they were arguing about money and that, that goes on Tony Clark too. Um, But there's, there's going to come a point where it is, it's on the players. Like the same thing with the Marlins, like they went clubbing or some shit. Like it's on you at the end of the day. Like you, you decided that you were going to do this and now look all like the entire team suffers because of your stupid actions. You know what I mean? Same thing with the, with the Cardinals. And I think that maybe these two cases are going to, I think that after this, I'm hoping that things will, will start to calm down a little bit because I think teams are seeing all the bad press that they're getting and all this shit. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel like I just got so pissed when I saw that. I heard the rumor and I was like, no, there's no fucking way that these guys decided they were going to go to a casino or some shit. Now that it's confirmed, I'm like, how fucking dumb can you be? Like, it's not that hard, man. You, yeah. have, you have guys like the Chicago Cubs haven't had a single positive test. And I think it was John Lester uh made a comment about how all of those guys are holding themselves accountable, how they'll, you know, they'll they make sure that they're not they're not stepping out of line. You hear stories like the Yankees, and I think the Yankees, you know, they had all this chapman and stuff. But when the game was rained, what when the first game that there was uh with the Nats last week, that it started raining and all this stuff, and they post not postponed it, but they yeah, they postponed it, I guess. That Brett Gardner and Garrett Cole got everyone together, bought them steaks, and they started watching, like, the Dodgers game together. That's, that's kind of what needs to start, you know, happening with these guys is, like, they need to start holding each other accountable. And, and the reason why Cole and Gardner did that is to make sure, like, it's, it's two things. It's one, like, you're keeping your guys around so you know they're not out fucking around. And two, I think that's good for team, you know, team chemistry too, you know what I mean? Like, and it sounds like that's what's going on with the Cubs. All those guys are holding each other accountable. They're, they're hanging out together and... I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't think this is going to be the last break uh, outbreak that we see between teams. Uh, don't be shocked if a team like the Cubs has an outbreak because I, I I think that it's possible. Yeah, of course. In any form, it, they're not they're not being contained into a bubble or anything. And I also think in the NBA, there's going to be a, a a moment where there will be an outbreak. Like I I don't think they can control it.
1: Hmm. Gotta. Thanks, man.
0: I just gotta say, man, th- this isn't the end of it. I don't think forfeiting games is the answer, uh I think maybe suspension is the answer, yeah, but then how, who how do you know who you know you could trace what if back. half
1: your team ends up getting suspended because half your team went no to,
0: not not the not the people forfeit the game. not the people that not the people that uh tested positives, the people that went to the casino yeah, you know the people that they can say with some evidence, you know it started here. This is yeah. the guy who breached
1: the agreement fucking crazy fucking crazy and by the way all of that happened
0: before manfred
1: uh pr- uh implemented these new rules and the new rules are if you're traveling you must stay in your hotel and each team has like a compliance officer that reports to mlb every day so. anyway let's move on the next thing is and i think this is the final thing is the with assessment situation um, crazy
0: crazy crazy i
1: i tweeted about this this weekend like i shit on the mets a lot but this weekend, I actually feel bad for the Mets because that's just what he did was fucked up, and and there's more to the story that we don't know about. I think. Um, so do I. Just don't show up to the game, and then mid-game, you tell your team you're you're
0: opting out. Like, yeah. He, and then there's pictures on Twitter of him at the mall. Cespedes has been Cesperes has been in the league enough for in enough with enough time to understand like the etiquette of being a professional. So him not even notifying the team midway through the day or however it was, they sent the security team to his hotel room and found it empty. That seems more of like a um he's he's sending a message to the organization. Uh someone had reported that there was maybe some incentives they're holding him back for because of the shortened season or maybe they're trying to limit mm-hmm. his playing time or something. I, I would I would believe it. I mean I think he how much of his how much of his salary did he lose last year?
1: Because they had to he, rework his deal because he lied yeah. about his injury. So I wouldn't be and shocked
0: if this is a money issue. Yeah,
1: sure. I read that too. It was in the New York Post that there was some financial incentives in his deal that they restructured and that Luis Rojas had informed the team via a Zoom call of what the lineup was going to be. And UNSS, but wasn't in the lineup. And I guess he was upset because... Um, because they felt he felt like they were limiting his playing time meanwhile he's only had two hits the entire season he had that big home run in atlanta and i don't i don't know what else he's done but he he had another home run he had another home run okay so and something about the game times and we saw rojas felt that given his injury that that it was made sense to give him the day off and instead of communicating with the team he packs up his shit and goes yeah but, he, you know, and then when Luis Rojas was told about it, he said he had no idea. He didn't know, you know, that, that he had upset UNSS for or whatever. But, like, if that's the the issue, talk to your team. But instead of what you just did now is he kind of hurt himself too because yeah. he doesn't get to showcase his talents for another team to maybe pick him up next year. I'm sure that a team will pick him up, and maybe he's limiting the amount of money that he could make. And given how you just abandoned your team like that, what – you know, what are your future teammates going to think of you? Like, are they going to trust you on the field? Are they going to trust you to go out there and play every day? You know what I'm saying? I I yeah. just, it's a, sh- I thought that was fucked up and I, I felt bad for the Mets because it's like, damn, like, yeah. he just dissed them. Like he just snuffed them with that. Yeah. Move.
0: And I, I do feel bad for the Mets and I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, talk so much shit as I have in the past. So I do feel bad for the Mets. And with Cespedes, I may agree with you for sending a message because maybe of financial issues that you're going through with the organization. But to be honest, like, you you kicked your, you kicked your own tires off, man. Like, you, you did the thing that a professional shouldn't do. I think you've been in the league long enough to know that's not how you do things, whether you're right, whether you're wrong. All you did was give more fuel to people who want to see you fail, who hate that the, who hate the fact that you've missed basically the last two years, and now you're missing a third year. And I and I would respect you if you if you're opting out because you're fear of the COVID or something. Right. But if it's any other reason, man, like you gotta, you gotta look at what you are. You're a you're one of the highest paid players in the league. And you are look at the example that you're setting for people who haven't signed their big contract yet or who are trying to make something of this season. Like you're not, you're clearly you clearly should be on the team. Like the team is better with you. Yeah. And I just think you set a very bad example, whether you're right or wrong, I think you, you basically have given just more fuel to people that want to go against you in in this case. And yeah. And you put
1: yourself, you ultimately, you put, you put yourself in this situation where they had to incentivize your deal because of your irresponsibility. And now this, so Fuck him. Uh, you know, other guys will get opportunities now and hopefully they they shine in this in this situation. Yeah. Um, the last thing I wanted to do before we sign off is just look at their standings really quick. Um, of course, the Yankees aren't in first in the AL East. I think we both predicted they'll be they'll be in first. So we got that right. The Minnesota Twins in the central. I think we picked the, the Twins, too. Right. Yeah. You didn't pick somebody. Yeah. And then the AOS, you have the Houston Astros are in first. The team that's disappointing in the in the West, for me, are the Angels. They're in last place, three and seven.
0: And I think that's a big due in part to the big letdown that Otani has been so far. Two starts. Yeah. I think yesterday he walked five batters. Didn't make it out and, of the second inning.
1: And reported pain in his arm or something. Maybe he shouldn't be a two-way player, man.
0: Uh, you know... I I think he should still be a two way player, but maybe this is a year he has to take a step back from pitching once again.
1: Yeah. Um, so the Angels are disappointing. Let's see. The A's are are the are in second place there. Okay. Let's go to the and now Atlanta the Atlanta Braves are in first. I kind of felt that that was going to happen. And Ronald Acuna has has started off slowly. He's he he he's starting to heat up a little bit this weekend. He had a home run. I think yesterday he had a double. Um, so they sh- they're looking good. Miami with a two and one record because of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but you have the Nats with a three and four record and the Mets. My God, three and seven. Mets, Mets, unbelievable. Mets.
0: Come on, Mets. Um, I gave you guys some props. Uh, I want to just quickly. Sorry, I know you you already mentioned this, but ALS Corey Kluber out for the season, maybe, or is that yeah. official? He's out for the season.
1: I think he might be because I think whatever it is, I think was like a four to six week recovery. So I think that he's probably just going to.
0: Yeah, I, I feel bad that I'm right about that, but I didn't think it was going to work out in Texas. But I hope Kluber does have a bounce back in some form of his career. That's all I have to say. Word. NL
1: Central, the Chicago Cubs are in first with a 7-2 and two record. I predicted the Cincinnati Reds. They have a 4-5 and five record. They're right yeah. in the middle there. I think you picked the Cubs, didn't you? I picked the Cardinals.
0: I picked the Cardinals. Yeah, I picked the Cardinals. I didn't think the Cubs would be in a first place situation. Yeah. Seven and two, one of the
1: best records in the league. The St. Louis Cardinals are two and three. They've had a lot of games postponed. Now they have these positive tests. Fuck them. And I have Paul Goldschmidt. Fuck. I just remembered that. He's my first baseman.
0: Oh man. A little too late, I guess. Ah ha ha. Bastard. For our matchup. In the NL West, the Colorado
1: Rockies are in first place. By and. one game. No, actually, they're tied. They're tied with the
0: Dodgers. No, yeah. that's not true. They have no, a yeah, win percentage. They're, they're in first. They're in first.
1: They're in first. The Dodgers have a 7-3 record. Did not expect the the Rockies to be in first. But Herman Marquez, man, your, your guy.
0: My decent. guy. He's well, – Did you say decent? He's all right. I would say ace of the staff, but – He's great, man. He's really good. Padres you have the, the Dodgers, Yeah. I was going to say the Padres, 6-4, and four, man. They're making some The noise. Padres look good, man. They, have, they, do, they do.
1: They have a decent team. They have a really good team.
0: I'm disappointed in the Diamondbacks, man.
1: Yeah. Ketel Marte. Did you see that Mookie Betts throw from right field to yeah. throw out Ketel Marte in third base?
0: Yeah. Mookie Betts, man. Wow. I'm a little upset Mookie had to leave the game early. Yeah, that same it, game. Turns
1: out, turns out he's day-to-day. The MRI came back negative, so mm-hmm. he eye. He eye. And that's it. Those are your standings. If the season were to end today in the American League, it would be the Yankees, the Twins, the Astros, the... Astros in Oakland. The Baltimore Orioles, the Chicago White Sox, the Oakland A's, and Cleveland and Detroit are tied. Crazy. Those would be your teams. That's insane. And, it's, and in the NL? in the NL would be Atlanta, Chicago, Colorado... Uh, the Dodgers, Miami Padres. Marlins. That's five. Marlins. I mean, three more. <laughs> Padres, the, the Padres, and then the Giants and the Brewers would be tied. Whoa, for that eight spot. Not at all. I don't think we. I think we got like half of it wrong. But it's only one, it's only
0: one week. It's only one week. And the team with the biggest run differential is the Dodgers with thirty.
1: Bundabar. Wow, what a team! Thirty, followed by the Minnesota Twins. Followed by... Cruz, man,
0: is that is that guy aging in reverse? I mean, he did take PEDs at some point in his career, or he was. Biogenesis. Yeah, so you know,
1: I like him though. I like Nelson.
0: I love Nelson Cruz.
1: Good old Nelly Cruz. Um, all right, I think that's all we got for today. Um, be on the lookout for a video we're gonna drop later on on the top 10 home runs of the first week of baseball. I think we're calling it Moonshots. Yep. Volume one, first week. And um, I'm going to have a piece up on WT. I'm going to start using WTTSpod.com. We need to, we need to get Let's that go. website going. I'm going to put up a power ranking, the top 10 hitters in baseball, um, sometime tomorrow. So check that out. Follow us at WT The Show. Follow that guy right there, handsome guy. Say something so the camera hits you. Bloop. <laughs> at Hova Mojo. Follow me at Medico3 on Twitter. And that's it. Peace out, everybody.
0: Take care.